and your life can be transformed in this presence. Anybody again happy to be in the house of the Lord this afternoon? Um, I want to add my voice to that of Kim Scott saying, we're so happy that you're here. We know you could have chosen a number of places to worship, especially our first time guessing. We're so grateful that you're here today. We believe that you're not here by accident, but you're here by the providence of God and that God has something unique for you that he wants to do in your life. I want you to get your Bibles and I want you to go to 1 Samuel, the 18th chapter, in verse number 7. Last week we took a break from the Affirm series, but we're jumping back into it. And uh, I believe you're going to receive something amazing. Dr. Chiquette spoke so well the first two weeks of this series and laid the... Come on, let's thank God for Dr. Chiquette and the amazing ministry. Well, coming up behind that and on the foundation of what she laid today, we're going to 1 Samuel. 18 verse 7 I'm gonna let you know something the Lord is after the spirit of depression today and at whatever level that you have been struggling with that thing whether it's been weights that's on your shoulders the inability to sleep well I am telling you that God is coming after that and in his presence today we're going to preach until you become free did you hear what I said we're going to preach until devils scream out, leave us alone. We're going, to, we're going to prophesy until spirits that try to hold on. I wish I had a church. will be able to not hold on to you anymore. Anybody believe that? 1 Samuel 18, verse 7. The Bible says, so the women sang and they danced. Samuel 18, 7. Sang and they danced and said, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. Then Saul was very angry, and the saying displeased him. And he said, they have ascribed to David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed only thousands. Now what more can he have but the kingdom? So Saul eyed David from that day forward. And it happened on the next day that the distressing spirit from God came upon Saul and he prophesied inside the house. So David played music with his hand as at other times, but there was a spear in Saul's hand. And Saul cast a spear for he said, I will pin David to the wall. But David escaped his presence twice. Verse 12, now David is whether Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with him but had departed Saul. I want to minister a message this afternoon entitled Stripped. Stripped. Thank you, gentlemen, so much. We have understood the importance of living out the affirmation of God and God's affirmation coming upon our lives. This series has been an amazing series because this is a series that helps you look at yourself, helps you pay attention to the inner works of your life, how you view God, and then helps you to understand how God views you. Today, I, I really want to talk to you, and I, I want to start by asking you the question, if God was to strip you of what you did and what you loved the most, would you still feel affirmed? Uh, if God was to strip you of what you do, 
and what you love the most, which you still feel affirmed. Here's a statement that I need to make to you. You are not what you do. Now, this is going to mess with 85% of you today. Because the reality is that we only find, many of us have only found our identity in what we do. Uh, singers lose their voice and they can sing no more. Some still try to sing. Will somebody tell Mariah it's not working? Hello. I mean, I was just wondering what's going on in these people's team. You understand me? If, if, if my preaching sucks and I am no longer good at this, would you please tell me and not allow me to get on stage? This woman of God, why y'all faking like you don't know this is true? It's, all, it's trying to do the same riffs and everything. Mariah, sit down. What happens to you when the thing that you love the most and you've always done is taken from you? Can I tell you that the idea of the kingdom is that the kingdom is a kingdom of transitions. If you're taking notes, write that down. The kingdom is a kingdom of transitions. You are never supposed to remain at one place for your entire life. And just because you're doing this today doesn't mean you're supposed to do it next week. And just because that's all you've ever known doesn't mean that God doesn't want to teach you a new lesson. But if you are tied to who you've always been, you can't grab a hold of what God wants to bring you into. You cannot be married to what you do. You've got to be married to God's idea for you. But God's idea for you has nothing to do with a job assignment. <laughs> what is it in your life right now that you know God is calling you into, but the spirit of the punk has come upon you? You know God's calling you to go back to school. But you made up every excuse of why you cannot. Father, I work full time. What if he's telling you he wants to switch your job? But you are so entangled into what life has always been, you only want the comfortable zone. It's comfortable staying where we've been. When God says shift, let's be honest, man, I think it's scary. God starts telling you, telling you, take land you've never taken before. Go places you've never gone before. And then don't mess up and be a pioneer where there is no pattern and there is no example and there's no one to show you how to do it. And all you got is a word from God. I wish somebody to be honest. It gets a little scary out here when God starts talking this faith stuff. And some of you, you don't understand this language because you've only stayed in the places where you can touch and you can figure out. But I believe that God is bringing you into the mystery the mystery of God the mysterious when you don't understand exactly what he's doing but you've got to be like Abraham and he said I'll send you to a place you don't know just start walking it's hard out here for a pimp but it's also hard out here but it's also out here for hard out here for us who are trying to live for the Lord it's all right to smile in church I can't stand up to our church people it's also hard for us who are trying to live for the Lord. This is not easy. And I don't want to see it, say it like it is. But you've been graced to do it. What is not easy in the flesh, 
God gives you the grace to come on. He gives you the super to come on your natural. So that what you cannot do in your flesh, through the power of the spirit, you now have the ability to do it. You understand this? I'm going to drop this one prophetic word and I'm going to get out of the way. We're about to walk on water like we've never had before in here. Now, now, now hold it. I'm not talking like that crazy preacher that went to the beach and then walked on water and then drowned. Don't do that because I'm not talking about natural water. Be talking about the apostle said we're gonna walk on water. No, don't blame me for your death. I am talking about spiritually right now. That that you've got to understand God's about to have us walking on water. Water is very unstable. When you when you step out on stuff that is moving, it's moving, it's moving. We like solid stuff. We don't want to step on something that's moving, but God is gonna cause for you to have to step on stuff that's moving and that ordinarily is not supposed to hold you up. Some of you have been concerned about how you're gonna live and how you're gonna make it to the next day. God said, I'm about to hold you up with something that you don't even understand and makes no sense to you at all. The Lord said, Will you walk on water? with me y'all said that listen it's important that you be ready for the transition it's here it's here you got to be ready for the transition when it comes stop being so comfortable and loving the life of comfort and you don't want anything to happen and you don't want anything to be changed and you don't want anything bad you know don't be so stuck to it what God said to you then is not always what God is saying to you now did you hear what I just said to you there's a new set of directions for each and every day give us this day I can't hear you you sound real Catholic I said give us this day our daily bread every day has bread attached to it the preceding word of God the word that goes before you the word that's continually being released you've got to grab a hold of it Saul was a man that was struggling because what he once was was being stripped from him he was the king that Israel cried out for he cried out for a king even though at that time they really did not need one they were being led well by God and the prophet that God had put in their midst, Samuel was the one that was helping to direct and to lead them but the people cried out for a king and God gave them a king after their own heart they gave him Saul Saul was anointed the next king of Israel but Saul was a man of great disobedience Saul was a man who made a decision that he was too grown to listen to God. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't act like you don't understand Saul. Because if the truth be told, many of us feel like our thoughts are greater than God sometimes. And we feel like we've got to figure it out more than he has to figure out. Say amen, even if you don't like this. It is important for you to understand Saul was in a situation where God's saying, guess what? You've got to obey me or else. Y'all, we don't like that because in, in democracy, you think you can just be a rebel and you're just going to make it on through. And, you know, our, our country celebrates the rebellious. We, we, sell, we love a good rebel. If, if everybody's wearing their hair one way and you decide that you're going to go another direction, you're, you're celebrated. You're a trendsetter. You know what I mean? It's like when everybody else white was wearing their hair regular and Kim K decided she was going to put some cornrows in. She was celebrated as if she created it. Why y'all quiet in here? 
you a trendsetter. Because <laughs> you decided to do something that, you know, been going on the whole time. Why y'all get so uncomfortable when I put out, say, a name of a race? Stop getting uncomfortable. It's so important that people get into the place where you understand. Somebody say, I need to understand. That you've got to align yourself with the will of God. Saul made a decision that he was going to go against the will of God. And God said, okay, that's what you want to do, Mr. Saul. I got news for you. I'm going to strip you. Now, before I move further into this, not all stripping comes from disobedience. Sometimes you have just been in a place for its set time. And it's now time to shift. Not everybody can do the same thing forever. Every once in a while, I heard my wife say that, you need a new set of eyes on something. Hello, hello, hello. You, you, you need a, some of these guys, you need to tell some of your pastors this out there in America. You know, 85, barely breathing, still trying to preach. Sir, sit down somewhere. This is why the concept of succession is important in every field. It is important that you build in a way where there's somebody else that can carry what you're building. I don't care if it's a McDonald's. You better build your team where you are never dependent on one individual. I just gave you a leadership principle. You build your team. I don't care where it is, what you're doing. You never build it where you got to depend on one idiot to hold it together. Are you understanding here? You better go and find you a number of people. Always keep you a pool waiting. Did you hear what I said to you? you you got to build that way. And so God was like, Saul, you want to act a fool? I'm not lacking. You want to act a? I'm not lacking. God says, listen, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to anoint David. Interesting thing about this, and we've mentioned it before, but it's worth repeating, is that David was being anointed while Saul was still on the throne. <laughs> See, see, God's a good builder. So he's like, okay, you, you, you're still here, Saul, and I'm going to leave you right where you are, but I'm working on your replacement. What am I saying to you? Why is that important? Because God does not need you. Did you hear what I just said to you? He was trying to show Saul, I do not need you. If you want to act a fool, your replacement is coming right behind you. Hit somebody and tell them God already has them in the wing. God already has them in the wing. He already has them set up to be able to come into the place where they need to be. Saul had a problem. He was more concerned about what people thought than what God wanted. I'm going to talk in here today. He was more concerned about what everybody else would say about him than what God would say about him. He didn't want to follow God's pattern and plan. And there's a real thing called people pleasing that exists where we start being more concerned about the opinions of men. And we live in a world now where we're concerned about what people have to say and, and what mama them gonna think. And this is not mama them life. I can't hear nobody. This is not mama them story. This is, I'm gonna do what God told me to do. And if you don't like it, good for you. I'm about to follow what God's word and God's plan is for me. Hunt your neighbor and say, listen to God, man. Listen to God. It's important that you understand that God wants you to obey him. Saul not only was in the people pleasing, and I'll get back there in a minute, Saul, he fell into being a lover of himself. Um, 
he, he, his, his pride, his ego, his desires were his focal points. He began to believe his own hype. You got to watch yourself. Because in the world of likes and comments, you'll start feeling as if you're something greater than what you are. <laughs> you'll begin believing the foolishness that you put out there. You start believing you fine. In the real, real reason you're not fine, you know that was just the best picture you could find. If all that makeup is stripped off and we took all them bundles out, what would we see? If we took them lashes off, baby, what would we find out? So stop lying. Y'all in here today? Hello. So we are in the world of lie to the world and let the lie world back, lie back to you. Y'all quiet. Y'all didn't like that, huh? But it's important that you get into the place where you say, you know what? My main focus is not what you think about me, but what he thinks about me. Oh, it changes the game. It changes the game because oftentimes when you begin to realize that it's important what he thinks about you and not what everybody else thinks about you, then comes the affirmation that you need. The reason why you feel like you're lacking affirmation right now is because you're trusting in what everybody else thinks and what their opinions are, but you haven't trusted in what God has to say about you. Preach sermon. Thank you, sermon. It's important that you understand that God wants you to walk in the light of what he desired. Paul was stripped bare. Stripped for the thing that he loved to do. Thing he wanted the most. What happened to him? He was so jacked up to the point he began to move into anxiety, paranoia, and depression. Because a job assignment was taken from him. Not his life, not his money, not his family, not anything but a job. I'm about to mess with you. Not anything but an action. Once one action, one job duty was taken from Saul, he lost his mind. Question for you. How have you been responding to God changing your assignment? How have you been assigned to God shifting your relationships and saying that person was only necessary for the last season but does not fit into the context of what I'm building in you right now? Hello, somebody. Because I found out when I step into new realms, into new places, sometimes people around me don't understand what I stepped into. So I cannot hold on to everybody just because we used to play jacks back in the day don't mean that we got time to play. Y'all ain't said nothing today. I, we got, I, you was my jacks, buddy, and I sure had fun. But the reality is that now, baby, I'm a little bit more grown now. I don't play jacks no more. And I need people that know how to be corporations lead people begin to manage millions of dollars so my circle needs to change and it cannot remain the same and I'm no longer going to apologize that you made a decision to stay on the jacks level where I get elevated to the place where I'm going to manage millions sometimes circle change 
Now you got to shift places. Because not everything has the ability in its root system to build in me what I need. So I can't go to any old church. I got to get in a church that has the ability to bring me into the worldwide ministry that I'm called to be in. To begin to transfer. I need a church with a global understanding. I need a church with a kingdom mindset. I need a church that's not just stuck to four walls. But wants me to go into arts and entertainment. And wants me to go into sports. And wants me to be a businessman. And doesn't want me to be on the deacon board. Because I got an anointing. I need somebody that doesn't mind me ministering in the club. I need somebody to help me go into all the world. And make disciples of nations. Got to be planted in the right place. That was just for free. Star was stripped. He was stripped. One assignment taken. This dude lost it. Just lost his mind. How will you respond when God comes knocking at your door and says it's time to transition? Or he said, I want to strip you of that. I don't like that on you no more. I don't like that on you anymore. Some of you got to understand that there is the switching of mantles. I'm explaining. What is a mantle? If you're taking notes, write this down. Mantles are spiritual clothing for the assignment that God has given you. This clothing that God puts on you in the spirit helps you to be able to fulfill the plan that God has for you. In the Old Testament days, mantles were actually physical clothing that you saw on prophets and priests. As you're beginning to operate in what God calls you to do, some of you, you're going to have to have a wardrobe change. And, and, and any time that you start changing clothes, some of you, you, you have a problem. For instance, these are my new favorite jeans. I probably wear them three times a week, and I probably got jeans galore. But these are my new favorite pair of jeans. I don't care what your opinion is about, does apostle keep wearing them jeans? I don't care. Why? Because those are my favorite jeans. I don't care that you're like, he has them on again. I mean, what is wrong with you? I don't care what your opinion is because they're my jeans. And I like them. Are you understanding? Some of us are at a place where God is wanting to change your clothes. But because that assignment has become your favorite, you won't let them take you into the room and change you up a little bit. So you make a decision, I'm going to hold on to what I've been and I'm going to hold on to what I've looked like. And God said, those clothes are not appropriate for where I'm taking you. Hello. Those clothes don't fit where I'm about to release you. I need you to switch the clothes. Look at your neighbor real quick. Let them in the eye. Look them in the eye. Say, change the clothes. People pleasing has to be breaking off, broken off of you. He was concerned about what people said about him. I understand it. I was in a season for a while, early part of this year, but I started getting really concerned. I've told people about it before. Even tried to come back a couple of months ago where I started caring for a minute, can I be honest, uh, about certain doors that didn't open or open for me. Uh, I started feeling some kind of way because I didn't get affirmation from this person or that person. And the Lord began to speak to me in my prayer time. And he said this to me. He said, oftentimes, I, I, will, uh, I won't even allow people to connect with you, to call you or to choose you. Because I don't want your source of affirmation 
to come from their call. So I purposely put you over here while you're doing all the work and you're doing what I call you to do and I blind people from you. And the reason why I do it is because if they called you, you would feel no need for me. If they called you, you would start looking to them versus looking at me. And God said, but when you decide that you're going to redirect yourself for the source of your affirmation, that your affirmation doesn't come from your booking request, that your affirmation doesn't come from who calls you, who reposts you, who tags you, but your affirmation has to come from heaven alone and what God says about you. Saul didn't understand Colossians 3.23. And whatever you do, do it heartedly as to the Lord and not to Men, okay. Whatever you do, do it with all your heart. And when you do it, do it unto the Lord. So whatever assignment that God has given you, you do that assignment to the Lord. You don't do that assignment for a pat on the back. Because when the assignment is done for a pat on the back and you don't get it, you will forfeit the assignment. And God's like, why are you forfeiting assignments because of men and they never gave it to you? I'm the one that gave it to you. So then I become the source of affirmation for the fulfillment of that thing. You do not make a decision that you're going to look to the left or the right and let them tell you you're doing a good job. And you even, even ask me. Sometimes men tell you to do a job, a good job when you're not doing a good job. And God says, I become the measuring stick. I come from old school Pentecostal church background and in those days people would get up and sing to who could not sing at all Kia Z cannot sing at all and they would get up he's amazing I love you Lord And you would hear a voice from the crowd. Sing for the Lord, baby. That's all right. No, it's not all right. And shut up. You should not be doing stuff. But men will tell you you're doing a good job when you're not doing a good job according to God. I don't want to hear what you got to say about it, but I want to hear what heaven's opinion is about the assignment that he gave me, and I'm going to change my search. No longer am I going to look for what man has to say about me, but I'm going to start looking to God and saying, God, am I doing what you told me to do? God, is this looking the way you want it to look? God, am I building it the way you wanted to build it father i thank you they trying to get to that organ y'all gonna push me again sit down it's important that you understand this saul's identity was locked in what he did rather than in the father if god stripped you today what will your response be matthew chapter 3 verse 16 i love it Bible said when he had baptized, had been baptized, talking about Jesus, Jesus came up immediately from the water. Behold, 
the heavens opened to him. And, uh, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, love this, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Jesus had not even started the fullness of his ministry and God was pleased with him. I just need to just drop it right there. I said Jesus had not even started the fullness of ministry and God was pleased with him. Jesus had not barely done anything on the earth and God was pleased with him. What was he pleased with? His position as a son. Uh oh, so that is the key point of your affirmation. God does not become pleased with you because of an action step. He becomes pleased with you when you position yourself as a son of God and you say, God, whatever you do, I want to do it. Jesus said, whatever the father does, that's exactly what I do. You've got to get you a place right now where you say God I don't want to be nothing but a son to you I don't need to have any man applaud me I don't have anybody have to create a video about me I don't need to be invited on this stage and that stage if it's your will do it God but at the end of the day all I want to do is please you are you ah, I know you're a Christian but are you a son of God I can see you a church goer but are you a son of God I know people know your name, but my question for you, does the heaven open over you? Does the heavens open over your life? Uh, affirmation must come from the Father as a son. Saul didn't get this. Sit down, please. He, he didn't get this. He understood this. He, he was messed up by the sayings of people. Remember the women, they sang and they said, Saul has slain his thousands. And David, his ten thousands. How moved are you by the comparison of others' people's productivity to yours? The devil wants you to be in comparison so bad that he makes sure you hear the comparison from others. Yeah. So they'd be like, how your ministry doing compared to so-and-so ministry? People would come and ask me, so I heard so-and-so is doing what? What would you think about that? God bless them. My, my, uh, a man that mentored me for years, Bishop Charles Blake, one day somebody came, I'll never forget this, came into his office and asked him at this point, this was T.D. Jakes that just really launched out, started the Potter's House, and he said, someone came and asked him, hey, how do you feel about T.D. Jakes? He said, I don't feel nothing. God bless him. That's great. Uh, Bishop Blake said this, and I'll never forget. He said, I've seen a many go, and a many come, and I'm still standing. As a 13-year-old boy, hearing him saying that, awakened something on the inside of me that says, all I got to do is stay my course. I don't got to worry about what he doing over there. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And what they want to know why? Because can't nobody beat me at being sermon. Y'all ain't hearing me. I don't got to be like anybody else. Can't nobody beat me at being me. If I just focus on being me, I don't need to be like that one over there, over in that state, over in this city, over there. How you think they doing? How they got what they got? I don't care. I got a new anointing. It's called the I don't care anointing. I don't care. What are they doing over there? I don't care. How many much money they making? I don't care. How many books they sold? I don't care. I've got to focus on my road and be hit your neighbor and say, I don't care. 
They singing and you listening too much. They singing and you listening too much. You in the comparison that men are releasing. How many, how many followers they got? Y'all, y'all kill me with that. Yeah. How many followers they got it? How many followers you got it? Trying to figure out how they got the followers they got it. Trying to figure out how you can get it to the next level because you want to be able to swipe up. Can I tell you that thing is real? I'm about to expose myself. I told my team, I'm sick of this. I am ready to swipe up. And I am, some of you know what I'm saying, some of you don't. So I'm sick of not being able to swipe up in my stories. And I said, the Lord needs to supernaturally add 4,000 people to my followers because just because of the fact that I want to swipe up. Isn't that a mess? I'm just being honest. You don't want to be honest about yours. I just want to be able to post something there and say, swipe up. And I know now I can swipe up to my Insta TV, but that's not good enough for me. I wanted to link to my website. Are y'all here today? Look at your neighbor and say, I just won't swipe up. I just, some of you don't, but I really do. <laughs> Ain't that a mess? It's the truth, though. I really want to swipe up things. You cannot be moved. I just want to be honest. You cannot be moved by what's going on around you. You have to be focused in your lane. Am I helping anybody in here today? You got to be focused in that place because the Father is going to affirm you based upon your lane, not anybody else's lane. Not what anybody else is doing, how they look, how they build, what their sights look like, and what this is happening. You've got to build what God called you to build. But this was Saul's response, verse 8 of 1 Samuel 18. And Saul was very angry. Angry. And let me tell you why he was angry. Because he felt like it wasn't enough room for both of them to win. I'm so sick of this devil that feels like because you're winning, I can't win. There are millions of people in America. This is why I don't understand the church competition game. There are so many people in Southern California. There's enough for you, me, your granny, y'all ain't said nothing, your big head nanny. It is enough space for all of us to have followers. For all of us to have churches, but people are sitting somewhere fighting over people. That's why I'm not crying because you left and went over there. And people are calling me, telling me, did you know so-and-so that used to go to my church? Let me tell you something about them. I won't hear your tainted view of that individual that got sick of you and came over here where some grass was. I'm not paying you no attention. We don't steal sheep. We grow grass. People come where they need to come and where they find comfort. It's important that you don't get to the place where you allow for that comparison to move through you. And now what you do is become angry because somebody else is winning. Why couldn't he build the way that God builds successionally? Why couldn't he be happy about his successor? Why couldn't he be excited about what he was doing? Because every generation in a family, in a business, in a church should go higher than the previous generation. So you ought to beat me. Y'all don't hear what I just said to you. You ought to 
beat me. You ought to do better than I ever did. You ought to you ought to touch more people than Sherman ever touched. You ought to write more books than me. You ought to go more places than I went. And I should not be looking sad about it. I should be glad about it because you took the deposit that God allowed me to drop in your soul and you built upon it. Why would I be sad because sons and daughters are excelling in what they're called to do? Take over the world. That's what we're called to do in every sector of society, in every lane and in every way. We're going to celebrate. We're about to win together. Get your neighbor say, let's win together. Let's win together. Let's win together. Hit somebody behind you. Tell a man, let's win together. <laughs> together. That's so much space. Well, she just go like this. There's just so much space. I mean, there's just so much space. We can win together. I mean, there's so much room. Come on, there's so much room. We can win together. There's so much room. We can write. We can write a book on the same topic and both win. We can release it on the same day and both win. We can release our singles on the same day and both win. We can do these things and open our businesses on the same day, on the same street, and still win. Don't you let the world's mentality grab you up. Well, you don't want to release it the same day because somebody else releasing it. I ain't studying you because I sing the song differently. I don't care. It could be the Star Spangled Banner. I'm going to sing it different than you sing it. And we might as well release it because there'll be an anointing on mine that's different from the anointing on yours. And people don't have to choose one. Because the anointings are different, they by both of ours. As a matter of fact, we can do a live broadcast together and say, hey, my song coming out, his song coming out. Why don't you buy his and why don't you buy mine at the same time and we can win together, together, together. I, I gotta go. We can win together. Sit down for a minute. I gotta go. We, got, we can win together. Can you stop this competition, please? The reason why you're competing because your affirmation is still coming from men. Can I ask you a question? What if you produced it and only five people watched it? Oh, I felt that. <laughs> I felt that in the room. I just that was a good place. I'm going to stay right there. Because some of us feel like that we got to get it for the views. Can I be honest with you today? I created a whole reality show, and it was funny. You hear me? It was good. Somebody ought to say amen real quick. Go to doingitwiththedumasis.com. No, it's not a shameless plug at all. Uh, I want you to go and do it. Go ahead. And we, we, we created a show, and after a while, I was like, well, listen, some of these bookers out here, their families are boring. They ain't talking about nothing. And here I'm stuck with 500 views. Where my 10,000 at? Y'all ain't said nothing. Where my 100,000 at? And the Lord told me one day in prayer, did you do what I told you to do? I said, yes, sir, Master. I said, I said, I said, yes, I did exactly what you told me to do. He said, then the ones who were supposed to watch were the ones that were supposed to watch. Y'all don't want that. Because we wanted to look the way we wanted to look. And you made up in your mind what it's going to look like when God, all he told you was to produce it. He didn't tell you that you're going to get this and that. He said, just follow my directions. I feel like the mother of Jesus in the room. And Jesus said about Mary, Mary said about Jesus. He said, whatever he tells you to do, do it whatever direction he gives you do it and if you would just begin to do what God told you to do it'll get you to the place where it's supposed to get you it doesn't matter what anybody feels about it you're on your way there somebody say I'm on my way I'm on my way I'm on my way I gotta go what's the source of your affirmation sit down please 
he's upset because he had his thousands. But David had his ten thousands. Saul got so upset that he tried to kill the man. We don't kill naturally, necessarily, most of us. But we'll kill somebody's reputation. And we start playing, playing politics in our assignment. So you'll go around and try to start rumors on somebody who got the same thing as you. So because both of y'all make cupcakes, you start saying, well, you know, her cupcakes a little waxy. I don't know exactly what she put in it, but if I were you, I'd be a little careful before you eat it. Last time I ate one of her cupcakes, I mean, all I'm going to say is it was a lot of number two. That's all I'm going to say. So what you're doing is you're killing the reputation. So even though Saul was naturally throwing spears, you've been spiritually throwing spears. Okay, I'm in the right place. You've been trying to kill people's reputation and people's assignment because people begin to celebrate them. But here's the thing. They were celebrating both of them. They were celebrating both of them. They didn't leave Saul out. They didn't just go around and say, David 10,000, David 10,000, David 10,000, David 10,000, David 10,000. They were celebrating them both at the same time. And it's important that you stop tripping and get that devil out of your mind and let him stop crawling up in your head space and creating you in a place where you should not be. Let's go to verse 15 and 15, then I'll send you home. Therefore, when Saul saw that he had behaved very wisely, talking about David, he was afraid of him. When Saul saw that David behaved wisely, we talked about Saul, but let's talk about David. What's your response when a Saul-like spirit comes after you? What is your response when someone throws spears towards you? How do you behave when somebody goes on and does a live and talks about you on the live? How do you behave when you know somebody making a post just about you and you know it's about you? It ain't really about you, but most of you think it is. But you, you start getting, how do you respond when people begin to say what they say? The Bible said of David that David responded wisely. Sometimes the best response is no response. Okay, y'all don't like this. I see it. I see it in here. Because you feel like they said it. Because this was my, used to be my mentality. They said it publicly. I said it publicly. You want to go? Let's go. Because guess what? I got more for me than you got. So I'll send everybody to your page in about five seconds. And you will be upset because you'll be getting notifications for the next 72 hours. Fool with me. That used to be my mentality. Amen? Thank God for freedom. And a good wife. I'm the Holy Ghost. Speak to your wife. So you get ready to make a post. And she's like, hey, man. Don't do that. Sometimes the best response, Kyle, is not a response at all. Because if I respond, you somehow think we're on the same level. You're getting my attention now, so now you feel accomplished. 
You feel accomplished because all you were trying to do at the end of the day was get my attention. The truth is, you just want to be my friend. You want to go to Starbucks. Y'all ain't said nothing here. You want to go have some coffee together. You want to go to lunch. And instead of just calling me and saying, can we go to lunch, you decide to hate and put some stupid stuff on the internet just because you want to be my friend. I wish you would just say, I want to be your friend. I can't hear you. I wish you would just say, I want to hang out. Can we be buddies? I wish you would just say that. How are you behaving? How are your actions? How are you responding? You cannot be at the place where you decide that you're going to come down to the level of those who are very low. But you've got to make a decision. I'm going to follow him. Somebody say, I'm going to follow him. He behaved wisely. Play something softly. Verse Galatians 4, 7, and I'm out of here. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Don't be a slave to man's opinion. What people think about you. What do you think about yourself? Because it's not always the voice of everybody else. When God strips you and transitions you, many a time it's your own voice that's making you feel like you're nothing. Your affirmation must not come from the sound of the voices. Your affirmation must come from the one voice. If your affirmation comes from the one voice, you'll understand the power of sonship. But in order to hear that voice, you gotta clear out the noise. You gotta clear out the clutter. You got to clear out the mess. Come here, Rashad. Come here, Greg. Devondre. BJ. Come here, Anthony. Get on the stage. Link up. Come here, Eddie. Come here, Eddie. Eddie, come here, yes. <laughs> Andrell in here. Come here. When you allow for yourself to listen to the Father and understand who you are because you've cut out the noise. You've cut out the mess. You've cut out all of the activity, the busyness of life, and you listen to the Father and received your affirmation, then you no longer want to win alone. You know, you're no longer okay with winning by yourself. But you find as many people as you can find. Y'all don't want this. And you said, not only am I going to win, but you're going to win. And I'm not seeking for my affirmation from you. And I'm not seeking for my affirmation from you. 
but all of us together are being accountable and saying you know what you're getting a little too full of listening to others you need to listen to God I believe that God is building something in our house and God is strengthening this church to the point where we're about to link up like a community and we're going to hold each other accountable and we're going to say stop listening to the noise of the world stop listening to the noise of social media but let's all win together let's all go up together let's all change the world together let's all transform society together you'll hit your thousand i'll hit my ten thousand you'll hit your millions i'll hit my billions but we're not going to do it alone we're going to be a winning tribe we're going to be a winning tribe we're going to be a winning tribe and when one wins we all win when he wins he wins and when he wins he wins and when he wins he wins we all win together get somebody next to you say let's go up together Hit somebody else and tell them, let's go up together. Let's go up. Let's go up together. Let's go up. Let's go up together. Let's go up as a community, as a people, as a tribe. Let's go up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go up together. Let's go. Let's go. Your business and my business. Your book and my book. Your $5 jewelry and my $5 jewelry. Your restaurant and my restaurant. Let's go up together. Lift your hands, Father. Thank you. Strip us. Transition us. We're okay. Maybe you're moving people in that can do it better than we did, and we're okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's just time to shift. Maybe like Saul, I was disobedient, and I put myself in the position of being shifted, but whatever it is, I say yes to you. I want you to take the next 60 seconds and tell God yes right where you are. Come on. Open your mouth and just begin to worship him for a moment. We say yes. We say yes to you. Oh, yes to your will, yes to your way. Yeah, come on. Whatever your idea is, whatever your plan is. Woo! We say yes to you. Come on, let's worship into this. We're submitting our hearts to the King. We want his plan and his idea. We don't want anything else but his idea. We don't want to live up to the affirmation of men. We don't want to be men pleasers and looking for men to be pleased by what we do. But we want to be the pleasure of our Father. We want the heavens to open up our life. And we want God to speak out and say, this is my beloved son, my beloved daughter and whom I am well pleased. This is our desire. We want to be the pleasure of you, O oh God, not the pleasure of anybody else. Come on, church, just take a moment and just worship him. Just give your all to him.